Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to stay on the political, right? It's that time of the year. It's that season. It's that energy, right? It is time for politics. We're going to play a video by Van Jones. If you're not familiar with Van Jones, he is a lawyer and a political commentator. Typically, you know, he's a liberal. He's a Democrat. He speaks for that side of the aisle. Nevertheless, though, I want to play a excerpt from a video that he made when he's talking about what happens if a president loses a popular vote, loses the electoral college and still refuses to concede what happens. Right. And Van Jones is going to break that down for us. And after he's finished breaking everything down, we're going to come back and have a conversation. OK, as an attorney. Uh, as a political commentator, and frankly, as a former White House official, uh, I used to think I knew a lot about how America picks a president. I was wrong. I did not know. And this year I've been doing some research into some of the, the fine print and uh, all the different things in our Constitution that we never talk about. And I've discovered some legal loopholes that shock me, I guarantee you will shock you, and could determine the way that the presidential election in 2020 turns out. For instance, did you know that under our constitution, a presidential candidate could actually lose the popular vote, fail to get a majority in the electoral college, refuse to concede, uh, manipulate hidden mechanisms in our government, and still get sworn in as the president of the United States of America? That's a true fact. I know it sounds like some crazy House of Cards episode, and I wish it was, because then we could just change the channel. But I just described to you a real world, real life possibility that could occur this year, the year I'm talking in 2020 or in some other year if we don't fix some of these glitches in our system. But we sometimes forget candidates do not have to concede. There's nothing that makes them concede. It's just a norm in a year in which nothing is normal. So what if a losing candidate simply refused to concede? What if there is no concession speech? Well, what could happen might terrify you. I think it should. First, to give you the background, let's make sure we're all on the same page here. Let me give you this analogy. Think about a presidential election as a, as a baseball game. The end of the ninth inning, whoever is ahead wins, whoever's behind loses. That's baseball. But could you imagine a different world in which in baseball, there were actually 13 innings or 14 innings, not just nine. But we just had a weird tradition. If you're behind in the ninth inning, you just come out and concede. All right. So all those other innings don't matter. That's really how the presidential elections work in America, because the Constitution actually spells out two different sets of innings. You got the popular election process everybody pays attention to. And then you've got the elite selection process that everybody essentially ignores. In a close election, if nobody concedes, the second invisible process, these extra innings, if you will, they actually matter a whole lot. Let me explain. That first set of innings, popular election, it's what you think about when you think about the presidential election. It's the, the, the primaries, the caucuses, the debates, uh, the conventions, it's election night. It's all that stuff. Most of the time, the loser on election night at that point just concedes. Why? The American people have spoken, all of that. But according to the Constitution, the game is technically not over. 
after the cameras go away, after the confetti swept away, the Constitution requires this whole other set of innings, these elite selection process stuff. And this is all behind closed doors. It's among government officials. And, and this process goes from the end of the vote counting in November through December, all the way into January. You just never think about it because for so many generations, these extra innings haven't mattered much because the election night loser just concedes. So this other stuff's just a formality. Even in 2000, Vice President Al Gore gave up as soon as the Supreme Court ordered an end to the vote counting. Gore did not continue the fight into the state legislatures, into the Electoral College, into Congress. He didn't try to discredit the results in the press. Frankly, he didn't send his supporters out into the streets with protest signs or pitchforks or long guns. As soon as the court said the vote count is done, he just conceded to George W. Bush. Because that's what we do. That's just kind of how we do things around here. You don't fight in the extra innings until maybe 2020, when one major candidate is already saying he may not accept the results of the vote count. Curse you 2020. So what could happen instead? Instead of conceding, a losing candidate could launch a ferocious fight to grab power anyway or to hold on to power anyway. In the courts, yes, but also in the state houses, electoral college, even in Congress. They could file, for instance, dozens of lawsuits attempting to block the counting of millions of mail-in ballots, saying they should all be thrown out. They're all fraudulent. Then they could demand that the states refuse to certify the election because of all this alleged fraud or, or interference from a foreign power, or the loser's party could send a rival uh, slate of electors to the Electoral College or to Congress and say, no, we're the real electors and create a whole situation with that. Any of this stuff could create such a mess in the Electoral College and the Congress that the whole matter just winds up in front of the House of Representatives for the first time since the 1800s. Now, here's where it gets totally crazy. If the presidential election winds up in the Congress, in the House of Representatives, they don't have to pay any attention at all to the popular vote or the electoral vote. It's like the election never happened. And then it gets even crazier. The final tally in the House is taken not by delegate, but by delegation. In other words, individual Congress people don't get to vote. It's done by states. Now, get your head wrapped around this. In 2020, the majority of Americans live in blue states, but there are more red states. So there's a possibility that the Republicans in the House of Representatives could just anoint their candidate to be president, even without the popular vote or a majority electoral college. That could happen. Now, some people would call that outcome a perfectly legal, perfectly constitutional coup against the very idea of majority rule in the United States. All right, and we're back. Wow. Very powerful information. And that's one thing I have never heard before in all of my days. I have never heard of that. I, I was not aware that you can refuse the third stage of the process, put up a few legal battles, and still make your way to the White House. 
So let's do a quick recap, man. Let's just go over the information that Van provided us. And this video is actually on YouTube when he's doing this entire piece about how this process works when you're electing a president and the checks and balances that's surrounding it, right? Actually, he just put this video out uh, late October, like right before election. So going back over the steps, though, three processes in electing a president, popular vote, electoral college, and a concession. And we just never knew how important it was to concede. To say, I give up, I quit my opponent. He's going to sit in the big seat because we're talking about the presidential election at this point. But we can clearly see that Donald Trump is not doing that. He's not going to concede. In fact, when he announced Joe Biden as the president-elect, along with Kamala Harris, which is the vice president-elect, when the cameras cut to President Trump, he was literally taking his swing at the golf course. It looks like he didn't have a concern on his brain. He put a team of lawyers already out to make these challenges, to make these disputes. And now, you know, listening to Jones, I could kind of see why Trump didn't have any, he didn't have any worry on his brain. Because he, he already sent a team of lawyers to Arizona and to Pennsylvania and to Michigan. So it's just like he didn't have a worry on him. Now, I, I will say this. Now, we've seen that Georgia turned blue. I can't necessarily accredit that to Biden because Georgia turned blue the last election. You know, Stacey Abrams turned Georgia to a blue state because that's why that race was so long and it was so competitive. It was close. And she said that the race was rigged because it went the other way. And now all of a sudden, no races is rigged because everything is going the Democrat way. And we don't hear anything about Russians or none of that anymore. Right. But listen, listen, that's besides the point. I didn't know what Van Jones just informed us of. I didn't know that. I, I wasn't aware how important that is. I wasn't aware of things that happened past the ninth inning, past the fourth quarter, because, you know, like so many other Americans, I'm used to the popular vote. And then that's really important, but it's not important. And then you later learn that the electoral college is more important. Right. Now we're learning that, hell, the popular vote is kind of important. The electoral college is kind of important, but if that race is competitive, the most important thing to do is to concede. But if that candidate does not concede and it goes to the Congress and the House of Representatives, and not only that, it goes to the delegates, right? It goes to these secret people. And we know that, you know, blue states have more people than red states, but there are more red states, which would mean that there's more red delegates. And of course, you know, if your candidate is getting blowed out, no, they wouldn't put their political career on the line just for that. But in a close election, in an election where we've seen Trump break records as a Republican candidate for the popular vote, then 
maybe that just might happen. 2020 is a crazy year. I mean, listen, 2020, it is indeed a crazy year. Nobody's seen this coming. Jones put this up maybe a week ago, just showing the possibility. Like, And when you listen to the video in its entirety, it's on TED Talks. He almost like, um, I don't know, man, he, he, like he almost predicted the whole thing. Because, you know, anything that can happen will happen. What is that? That's like Newton's law, right? Anything that can happen will happen. Well, if it can happen, it looks like it's happening. The lawyers on the ground. They're not conceding. They're holding off. We're going to see how this thing play out. Now, you know, what would that, I mean, just think, though. I mean, if Trump does this, in my estimate, I don't think he should do this. In my estimate, I think he was cheated out of this election. And I think that the powers that be is using fraud to get him out of the big seat. And he should take that as a way out. Because, unfortunately, in America, they can get rid of you with a bullet. And we've seen already that these processes, they have to be believed in. You got to keep hoping them. And in all transparency, Donald Trump doesn't give you hope in any of these systems because he's constantly pointing out the flaw in the systems. We never seen a man. Listen, just consider this, whether you like Trump or not. You never seen a man take on 14 members of his own party when he was first running for election. Then he took on all the Democrat candidates. Then he's taking on the media. He's calling them fake news. He's calling them out. Not only that, he's taking on FBI heads and CIA heads. And he even called out IRS heads he constantly is pointing out structures that need to be believed by the American public he just constantly calls them out showing that piece of distrust in them now black Americans we always said the CIA was shaky we always said the FBI was shaky you know we always said that the IRS is a little shaky and these structures that was put in place are shaky but we never seen a man with money and power do the same thing that we're doing. And it's kind of weird that we don't like the guy that's doing that when we kind of do that. But that's, you know, maybe that's a different story for a different day. You got to be careful, though, when, with him doing this. He got to be careful, man, because, again, young wife, he have adult children, but he still have smaller children to raise. And you got to consider the fact that, I mean, how much... Do you trust the Secret Service at this point? You know, because we're talking about the presidency of the United States. It's a big deal. That's a big seat. It's a big deal. And it's looking like they're working media, unseen forces, seen forces to get you out of that seat. I think you should take the warning. Just leave the seat. Let Biden have it. He could be controlled more. Of course, they want him to have it. It looks like they really, really want Kamala to have it. So they putting Joe out front. 
but he kind of don't. It, it's unfortunate, man. I, I don't want to say anything disparaging against the guy, but it looks like he had difficulties putting a sentence together at this point. So what do we really say about him sitting in the big seat? You know, you can't just rest and go in your basement when you're the president. You have to come out and do things every single day. And I don't know if Biden has the energy to do it. He clearly is a different Biden now than he was when he was with Obama. He was more vibrant. He was more energetic. Time is wearing on this guy. But yeah, I just wanted to bring you guys that information about Van Jones, man. That's that's going to bust a lot of people's bubble. That's something to consider, man. If he doesn't concede and he takes this all the way up to January, what's going to happen to this country? And many of us is going to sit back with the Coca-Cola in hand, popcorn in the other, and we're going to sit back and watch the show. <laughs> Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Content Forum Podcast. I'll get it with you guys next time. Peace.